Now everyone, just a quick note from me before we get into the episode. I've started a series of online events all about how to market and produce webinars successfully. If this is a topic that would interest you, I would welcome you to come along completely free of charge. If you visit pickingupperfection.com slash webinars for all the details, and I'll put that link in the show notes too. Hope to see you there and let's get on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Picking at Perfection. I'm your host Alistair Barton and as always I'm joined in the studio by a very special guest. So please join me in welcoming Serena Mann. Serena is a public speaking coach, a confidence on camera expert, a presentation skills trainer, a speaker herself, and also a founder of her own company BreakthroughPublicSpeaking.com. Welcome Serena, thanks so much for being with me today. Hello, Alistair. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're most welcome. So many, many hats that we hear in that intro there, all sort of connected to public speaking and having a voice, we might say. And I'm intrigued, Serena. Tell us a bit more about what that looks like for you and what's kind of the purpose mission behind helping people with those bits. Sure. Great question. My main mission is really to to show everyone that public speaking is not about your personality or a type of person. It really is a skill and a skill that everyone can learn. I think there's a lot of um, myths out there about public speaking that you somehow have to be a really um, charismatic person or an extrovert to be an engaging speaker. And that's not the case at all. It really is a skill and a skill that I myself have, have learned. You know, I wasn't born a speaker. I don't think anyone is. I really feel it's something that you train in. So my mission really is to help people to see that, that everyone can become a speaker. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has something to share. And how wonderful if, if everyone can actually um, break through that fear and not have that holding them back, especially in their professional lives. So that's really my mission. And also to 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 help people with their confidence because I don't just teach people about how to to look good and then sort of collapse afterwards. <laughs> it's about developing that authentic <laughs> confidence and also what that means for, for each individual. Excellent. Oh, breakthrough fear. No, I love that. That's an excellent um, and admirable mission. And I, I think you're completely right because of the nature of public speaking. It's as someone who does it well, they command a lot of respect, don't they? It's I think yeah. naturally we kind of as a society put people on that pedestal and it becomes almost unattainable to anyone who feels like that that person was born with it. Absolutely. I so agree. Uh, I've heard that a lot as well when people see someone else speaking. Oh, I could never be like that. I'm so far from that. There's no way I don't have the personality, these kinds of things. And it really isn't the case. Agreed. Agreed. Well, what was your mission then? uh, Sorry, what was your journey then in terms of finding that? So you weren't born a public speaker, so that's good. So we're checking (laughs) off that box. How did you come to love it and do it as a career? Sure. Well, I was going through a a transitionary period myself. So I wanted to actually just develop my confidence. Growing up as a a young person, as a child, as a teenager, I had terrible anxiety and also depression. So both states of mind that would really um, impede confidence and also public speaking. You know, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxious, you wouldn't put yourself forward. Um, even though I didn't actually show those symptoms externally, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have guessed I was achieving well at school, at university and so on. 
But internally, those were the emotions that I felt. So I wanted to, at some point, develop my confidence uh, as a person. I wanted to overcome those minds. And I took a deeper journey with that. At a young age, over 20 years ago, I found meditation. And I, I took to heart the, the meditations and I practiced regularly and I reduced my anxiety and depression and, and, and overcame those states of mind. And of course, that's had a huge impact on me. And then later in life, I developed an, an illness in my 30s that really affected my ability, my mobility, sorry, my ability to go out. And I realized that I needed to create a business around me and my life, who I was in that moment. And one of the things that I, I hadn't overcome yet was my fear of public speaking. And there was one moment really in my life where I realized it's something I needed to overcome. It was a moment where I was called upon to speak and I was terrified. I was shaking. <laughs> I was so nervous about it. I wrote out the whole speech word for word, and but I did it. And I delivered my father's eulogy. And that was a real moment in time where I decided, do you know what? When someone close to you dies, it makes you reflect on things. And I decided that I didn't want to have that fear in my life anymore. So I joined Toastmasters and I developed myself as a speaker. I entered lots of speech contests and I trained as a trainer. And I just gave so many speeches. And it was one particular moment where I realized, oh my goodness, this is actually a skill that everyone can learn. I just wanted to spread that word. You know, I wanted to share that this is incredible for someone who, who's been anxious, who has never put themselves forward to speak. This is incredible. And then I was winning lots of speech contests, including impromptu speaking, which I never thought was even part of my being or my personality. And it, it gave me so much joy, but it also affected how I felt about me. I felt overall more confident and it had such an impact, not only on my you know professional life, my personal life, just feeling more confident. And I so wanted to share that. So that really was my journey from having you know no confidence at all to finding myself as a speaker and, and, and focusing on the virtual public speaking as well, because I wanted to, to work from home and <laughs> to work virtually. So that's really how it came about and the journey that, that, that ran up to that. Mm, that's so wonderfully inspiring and empowering. And I, there's something so bold about the fact that you had this fear, you didn't just overcome it, you turned it into a business and then now you help other people overcome that fear. Like that is, it's just next level fear conquering. And I guess my follow-up question is, do you know what the fear sort of underlying of public speaking was for you? Because for me, I think it's about people judging you for what you're saying. Was it similar for you in terms of the fear that is public speaking? Was that, what was the underlying fear of that? Absolutely. And thanks for asking that because this is such an important point and something that I go into a lot in my coaching, a lot in my training, because it's really important to discover the particular fear that you have and everyone will be different. I think the fear of being judged is quite common amongst all of us, but there are also particular fears that we have. And in order to overcome that fear, you need to be really, really specific, which is why I think a lot of advice isn't really that helpful. <laughs> you know, like it's just excitement, you know, go with it. That's not true. If you have high levels of anxiety, uh, verging on panic, just to, to view it, you know, excitement and anxiety as the same emotion is not helpful. It's helpful if you have low levels of anxiety, but not for higher ones. So it's important to find out what exactly it is that makes you scared. For me, it was because I had a bad experience in particular. 
So I had high levels of anxiety growing up, as I said, anyway. Okay. But also there was a moment when I was eight years old, you know, singing Christmas carols on a stage and I got panicked and started to cry, butterflies in my stomach. And, you know, I had to go off the stage and it was just singing Christmas carols at a school concert. And for then, from then on, I was just, you know, the kid who experienced stage fright. And so I never did anything in front of anyone. And then the teachers kind of supported that. That's okay. You get stage fright. You no need to do this. Uh, where then I saw, you know, my friend's confidence grow and grow year after year as they did that. And I didn't. So I realized it was about uh, one particular experience as well as having, you know, anxiety and, and fearing people's judgment and so on. It was also the, the fear of the symptoms of fear themselves, which is actually quite common. You fear going blank. You fear having a panic attack. You fear being anxious. You're actually fearing the symptoms of fear. So that's important to be specific on. And when I first started speaking, I, I was afraid that I would start to panic because I associated doing you know things in front of others, whether that's singing from a stage or speaking, as something that might lead to states of panic. So that's really what the core fear was. But the more I spoke, the more I realized I wasn't panicking. This was all fine. So then that fear went away. And that was a, a big moment for me because I realized there was actually nothing to be afraid of. And once you conquer your more immediate fears and those specific fears, then you can work on those deeper fears, like the fear of being judged and so on, because that that's what naturally happens. You work on those um more immediate fears that you can take action upon. And then when you do take action, like speaking in front of others and getting that experience of doing so, you kind of convince yourself, you train your brain, your entire being to, to, to feel and know that this is okay, I can do this. And then you feel more confident. And of course, that fear of judgment lessens naturally over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, it's kind of like flipping the narrative almost, isn't it? You have to replace that negative experience with the positive experiences of things going well. And then that starts to, to ebb the fear away through practice. Absolutely. And in, interesting tangent you brought up about school as well, because I, as you know, I, I work on my public speaking and it's something that doesn't, that is a fear for me that I'm working on conquering. Uh, my partner, Rob, he's what I would say air quotes a natural at it, but you know, he's not, it is something he learned, but he had a background in drama and sort of being on stage and things like that from very young ages, he was very interested in drama. So actually, I think that that's such a great skill and something to have in the curriculum because that's something that's helped him, you know, in a management position of communicating and, and public speaking. So it's quite funny that between us, because we're almost the polar opposites of he's just very able and comfortable up on stage, whereas I require a little bit of uh, preparation. Yes, that is really practice. interesting. For sure. And I think at, for school, at schools, drama is really important. And you notice the difference. If you can, you know, stand up in front of people, express yourself, uh, this is huge. And I think that there are lots of overlaps, definitely, you know, with drama and public speaking. You also learn to use your voice more, your breath, all things that are really linked with public speaking, a huge uh, bonus for anyone who wants to, to, to really conquer their fear of public speaking. Absolutely. Yeah, I know he doesn't regret it, even though he's not doing something related to drama now. It's a it's a life skill that he's picked up. So that really is mm. excellent. 
Um, I'm a big believer that public speaking, like working on your public speaking and your confidence, it improves your overall communication in day to day life as well. So it's not just about the occasions that you're on stage or that you're you have a camera in your face. It's all about also improving day to day communications and, and confidence, kind of like you said. I'm a big believer as well that communicating and being in touch with people is very helpful for things like depression and anxiety sort of coming together as a group with other like-minded individuals. Did you find that that also helped you in your time of depression and anxiety, the fact of being able to express yourself and I guess bring people in and, and seek comfort from them? For sure, yes. I think being being and feeling connected with other people is so central to, to keeping in good mental health, absolutely. And one of the first things I did actually before any of this, because I, I was really experiencing my depression, my anxiety as a teenager, and at the age of 20, I found a Buddhist meditation center, and I've been meditating, <laughs> using their meditations ever since. And with that also came community, connection, where you're talking about your meditations. You know, how did this meditation work for you? Are you feeling less anxious? And so on. So the, from, from an early age, I discovered a place where I could just talk about these things and, and, and have support and support others. And that was really beneficial. And then becoming a speaker, certainly it's something that I, I I create the opportunities, I suppose, for people to speak about if they wish to. One of the, 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 the some feedback I got from my last group coaching program was that I created a safe space for everyone just to to speak, uh, to learn, to make mistakes, and I think that's really important that we we create that because that that connection with one another is central. And as soon as you're you 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 feel disconnected with others, that's when. I think it becomes really, really challenging. And I totally agree. When you develop yourself as a as a public speaker, you're also developing yourself as a great communicator one-to-one -one as well. It, it totally overlaps. And that's what um, the, the feedback I've got from, from some of my clients as well is that when they've uh, developed themselves as a speaker, they, they were surprised at the effect it had in their personal lives to communicate one-to-one. -one. Uh, uh, so I don't think public speaking is just about a skill. I think it goes deeper than that in that it really can improve your sense of well-being and help you to keep in good mental health. Agreed, agreed. And I think that you've touched there on a really good point and the fact that we kind of need to be vulnerable in a community sometimes to properly connect and to know that we're not alone and that others are kind of experiencing that. And that for me builds true kind of connection by what you're saying, providing that, that safe space. That sounds like an excellent program. Uh, thinking about the parallels and connections then between public speaking and perfectionism, what do you think about the the idea of maybe let's put in air quotes the perfect public speaker? Do you think that that is something that society builds, or do you think that's something that people themselves think I could never be a, a perfect public speaker, and that's what holds them back? Indeed, I think it's a bit of both. In all honesty, I think there's a pressure on society for this idea of perfection but also pressure from ourself. And the way I see it and what really uh, helps me uh, and what I, I like to talk about is that it's about your intention. So if your intention is to, let's say, to help someone else to provide a good service, as you know, within your work, you provide a wonderful service, you want it to be of good quality. You're, you're aiming for perfection in one sense, aren't you? You want to go the extra mile. That's because your focus is on what you do for someone else. But if the focus, let's say, is on yourself, I, I just want I want to be perfect because I need to be perfect. I need, I need to be perfect in case anyone sees a fault. Then I think that's based on anxiety and can really um, 
just lead to even further anxiety. The more you feel you need to be perfect, the more anxious you get. And this really rears his ugly head in the form of virtual public speaking because you see yourself back. You don't like what you see. Sometimes when people see themselves back for the first time on video, it's, it's it, they can really cringe. You probably, you, everyone, I think you probably experiences, everyone does when they first see themselves back. It can be really off-putting because they have a different image in their mind of how they feel they need to be. But I think if when you're a speaker, you keep in mind the, the intention is, I want to communicate this message. That's what's important. Why am I using these public speaking skills? So that my message is clear, so that I can help them solve a problem, so that I can benefit them, so I can provide a service and use whatever language is most beneficial for them to get this message. Then, then you don't have too much anxiety. You just want to make your message as clear and beneficial for your audience as possible. And that will shine through. That also means you're, you're feeling more authentic because you're not just thinking you know, about yourself, what people will think. As soon as you start to think, oh no, I, you know, I can't bear it if, if, if someone was, you know, sees a mistake in me or, or criticizes me or what will they think of me, that's when you start to get really, really anxious. But, but it's, it's, it's normal. I think it's really, really normal. And one thing that helps is, you know, is self-awareness, being aware of those thoughts. Am I just focused on, you know, oh no, what will people think of me? In that case, try to let those thoughts go and focus instead on the audience and on your message. And that's what can be perfect if you want. You know, you can really focus on creating the best message that you can. Uh, but I'm not such a fan of, of really using the word perfect, in all honesty, because there isn't a such a thing, really, you know, as anyone, but there isn't a perfect human being. And I love the fact that we all have um, faults. We all make mistakes. I mean, this is great. This is how we learn. In fact, it's from our, our, our mistakes and our failings. I think that we, if we're honest, we learn the most from. So I don't, I think it's, um, it's not helpful to, to actually aim at perfection, I don't think. I'm a big fan of alliteration, hence picking up perfection. So I always say message over means, i.e. focus on the purpose of what you want to say and then work on later about how you're you're going to communicate it. Because I think ultimately if what you're saying has a, a nice message and a good purpose behind it, I think people will still receive that well um, and set aside judgment if you're looking nervous or um, you know, if, if things don't necessarily go to plan. Absolutely. I think that that's really valuable. And I know you, you've touched upon authenticity there as well, Serena. I think when we talk about perfectionism and authenticity, they're so intrinsically linked. I'm a big fan of sort of touting that authenticity is the best way to kind of break down the barriers of perfectionism and things like that and showing our authentic self. But tell, tell us more about how you inject authenticity into the things that you do and how you help people bring out that authentic side. Sure. Yeah, I'm a, a great fan of authenticity as well. I think it's 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 important for, for anything that you do, and especially at the moment, uh, there's a trend, if you like, that's authenticity. And I think it's a great trend <laughs> because it's just honest, isn't it? It's about wanting to know who the person is behind the business. And that's, that's what's, what is central, isn't it? We need to know the, the person behind the business. And what I do with, with the people that I coach and also the, things, the steps I've taken myself is thinking about what does it mean to be authentic? So I don't really support these ideas, you know, just be yourself when it comes to public speaking, because that's actually quite a frightening thing to say to someone before they're about to deliver a talk to anyone who's done any speaking, just be yourself. It kind of implies you don't need any skills. It doesn't matter what you say, you know, just be yourself and everything will be okay. And, and that's not really the case at all. But it is about 
it's but it's also not about going to the opposite extreme of be, having thinking you have to be this presenter you know hello and mm -hmm. speaking in an unnatural way and this kind of thing so there's a middle ground where my definition of authenticity is to be true to your as true to your personality and your values in the context in which you're speaking right so that everywhere there's a context to everything you're not going to be the same person in every context whether you're speaking to your mom your kids or whatever it's we're completely different when we're presenting uh, professionally of course we're going to be different but we're still true to our values so it doesn't it means for instance if you're a more if you're a cheerful person, uh, when you present that you feel, oh, you have to be really serious, that wouldn't be your authentic self. Or maybe you're very serious and analytical, but you think, oh, because I'm doing this presentation, I have to be a clown. So you kind of change your personality because you think you have to. And that's where I think that then the problems can arise because you're not feeling yourself and that's exhausting. So it's being true to, to yourself, your personality. The other thing that I, I talk about is being grounded. So for me, meditation has really helped me. And there are lots of different things you can do to, to feel more grounded. But when I meditate, then I have a more peaceful mind. So in that those moments where I feel peaceful, then I'm not anxious. When anxiety is in the mind, as an example, that's when you're, you start to disconnect from who you truly are. Because when anxiety is present, you need coping mechanisms, right? So maybe that's people pleasing or whatever. Let's take the example of people pleasing. <laughs> So if you spend a whole day people pleasing, what you can definitely say is you haven't been really yourself that day, have you? And by the end of that day, you feel utterly exhausted. Um, you haven't been true to yourself and probably you haven't really pleased the people around you anyway, because you haven't really been true to yourself. Uh, and this is important. So if we're a speaker and we, we, we have this anxiety, we just uh, rely on our coping me mechanisms to get through, we won't feel we're being ourself because we're kind of disconnected. So it's important to ground yourself um, through, through having a more peaceful mind, uh, reduce that anxiety. So you're out of your head more into your heart, you're feeling grounded, and then you're speaking more from the heart, from a place that feels grounded, stable, and that's more in tune with, with your personality and your values. So that for me really is, is authenticity. Mm, and thus the audience is going to connect to you and, and your message more through that kind of means. It, it's funny, I, I see this all the time of the the stage, it just changes people like, you know, you'll be having a little chat in the, the green room or whatever, and the presenters are all chill and they're this person. And then as soon as the spotlight hits or as soon as they step up on a physical stage, it's like the persona changes because they're almost maybe trying to replicate what is perhaps like a stereotypical or what um you know happens in films of you know public speakers or whatever which is fine if that is your natural style to be sort of as you were saying like booming kind of voice and welcoming everyone if that is you then that's totally fine but yeah. you're going to feel more comfortable stepping up on stage as yourself right versus if you think that you have to alter your personality to to fit that kind of stereotype Oh, yes, for sure. And I think that's when you can start to feel really nervous because deep down, you know, you're not being yourself. And I think that's when you start to feel oh, people are going to find out who I really am. And you can get all kinds of other worries because you know, you're not just you're not being you and almost you're frightened to get caught out. So I, I think it can lead to to further anxiety. Definitely, definitely. And I, um, I, as I said already, I'm a big person who tries to go for authentic and real rather than perfect. Obviously, the whole reason behind this show and what I'm kind of realizing as I get older and older is that 
perfect is so much effort. Like I would rather write a social media post about how I failed at something or like the real story behind something rather than try and be sort of this infallible, perfect person of like, I've done this, this and this. I think it's just easier to be real. And, you know, you said it's kind of a trend that there's authentic businesses and people out there. I think it's positive because on the internet, there's so much fakery and so much cons out there that sort of bring people in and it's not necessarily the person that they expected or the service that they expected. So for things to be getting realer on the internet is is a comfort for me personally. Yes, likewise. Uh, I think it's it, it's great. It's a great trend because we need to see see real real people. And that's it's, it's a reminder to me as well, because you can so easily just put a post out of all these wonderful things, but it is not the reality. You know, being a business owner is tough. <laughs> there, are, there are good moments. There are lots of bad moments too. And certainly you can make yourself more approachable because people are relating. People can relate to, to imperfection because this is our natural state. We all make mistakes. We all have failures, fears, and all kinds of things. And I think that's when you really start to, to relate to your audience when you're, you're speaking the same language rather than, you know, I've just, uh, I've been born the successful person and I've just always had success when it is certainly not the reality. And in reality, it can also be quite discouraging um, when you're you're looking at uh, on social media, I think this is what's happening a lot as well. People are comparing themselves and just feeling, wow, gosh, this is not my life at all. But what is the reality behind that? If they actually checked, they'd see it isn't this a dream that, that someone's living. Mm, definitely. And um, uh, things look more attainable that way as well. If you're showing the kind of journey and the breakdown and the steps rather than just the success that that person's experiencing, I think that's more inspiring because it looks like then that your followers or the people that sort of turn and look at you can think, actually, this is doable. There's, you know, in public speaking, for example, it it is doable. It is learnable. It is a skill. Therefore, I'm more excited and more engaged by this concept. And I'm not just using it as something that is um, inspiring, but not attainable. Exactly. And I think it, it, it's, it's so true. It makes it attainable for your audience. And one of the things that happens when you're actually teaching people public speaking is they think it's okay for you. You're a confident person. Whenever I speak, people are always, you know, oh my goodness, you're a confident person. I, I'm not. And so I always start my training talking about my previous anxiety about it because that's sort of gets that out of the way so that they're not thinking in their mind, no, I couldn't possibly do that. They immediately think, well, if she can do it, then of course I could do that too. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, I, I, on that note, I'd love to pull up a reflection because I always say that I wouldn't be where I am today without being able to communicate publicly in the manner that I've learned and that I've worked on. Um, Serena, I invite you to kind of dwell on that same reflection. What What would your life look like, do you think, if you didn't have public speaking, if you hadn't learned to communicate in such a way? Well, a huge difference. My goodness, a huge difference. I definitely wouldn't be feeling so confident. I'd be a much more anxious person. And of course, my whole business is based around public speaking. So I guess I would have been doing something that just didn't involve a speaking, but also connecting with people because I think networking would have been too stressful, you know, <laughs> because you always have to speak in front of others. Uh, and I don't think I would have been connecting with people as much. I wouldn't have broadened my horizons as much. And certainly I would never have been as visible on, on social media as I am at the moment, these kinds of things. Uh, but I think what's most important to me, because what, what I value is 
you know, a business is a business, but it doesn't define me. What defines me, even if a business is successful or not, that's not my identity. It's not what defines me. What defines my um, success, let's say, is how I feel about my life in each moment. You know, so for me, it's about the fact that it's um, changed the quality of my life. I feel a more uh, confident person and a more whole person. I wouldn't wouldn't want the sort of fear hanging over me all the time. Um, not even if it's not for business, as I mentioned, you know, the moment I decided to overcome my fear of public speaking was at delivering my, my father's eulogy, because there are times where you do need to speak in front of others. And you really don't want to have to deal with the stress of public speaking um, when you do, you know, you just want to focus on the 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 speech or what it, whatever it is you're called upon. So I think overall, I'm, I'm really pleased that it's made me a more rounded person, a more confident person, and that I know that um, it's perfectly fine to speak in front of others. And, and, and it's such, such an asset. I'm really pleased that, that I'm able to do it because so many opportunities, of course, come from it. You know, so many opportunities, as you know, you, you can, you can do so much. So it's made a big difference for sure. Mm, definitely totally agree and it's uh, a very very inspiring and very powerful just like everything else you've said and I think public speaking it does draw a network around you people are drawn to you and and that has a, been a huge benefit for me as well building community and and connections and just as you were talking there I genuinely got chills when you talked about the the definition and what defines you because I'm always someone who says uh, you know, it's not uh, other people's opinions don't define me. What defines me today is my contribution. And I think that sounds like you think likewise. Yes, uh, and also de turning that on your own personal happiness as well. Yes, for sure. And something that we can, I think, overlook these days, we put um, the success of the business on over, you know, your personal uh, happiness. And I think it, it's it's really important to to be able to run a business and feel happy and keep on top of your mental health and be connected with others. Because that's, you know, otherwise what on earth would be the point if you have this hugely successful business, but you've been utterly miserable the whole time, then it doesn't <laughs> feel successful. That is very true, very true. It's all about what you base, uh, what you measure success on for sure yeah. as, a, as an individual. Well, to close this out, Serena, I'd love to hear. So if anyone's listening to this and thinking, OK, I need to work on this. Uh, you're totally right. I'm petrified of standing on stage or doing anything. What do you think their first step should be? What what advice would you give them? Sure. First, to know that everyone can do this, that you can become a public speaker. It doesn't mean changing your personality, putting on an act. It's about learning some skills that are in tune with your personality. And that that you can do this. this is entirely possible i think that's the first step to recognize the second step to recognize is that you need to take the right steps because it wouldn't be the best thing if you're very anxious it wouldn't be the best thing to you know try and speak in front of 500. <laughs> it's about mm. building it up taking the right steps for you again part of my program the first one is confidence uh, mindset where we look at you know specifically what you're afraid of so that's the advice i would give as well work out specifically what you're frightened of and also how you rate your fears so are you on the verge of panic that would be 10 or you just feel a bit of nervous excitement that's number one because that will just determine which steps to take if you're absolutely terrified of, of posting a video of yourself out there to the world then do something less than that you know just record your video watch it back yourself then record a video get some feedback um, of course, I'm, I'm biased, but I would recommend, you know, jumping on a coaching program <laughs> so that you can get some qualified <laughs> feedback as well. 
um, someone you trust. That often makes a big difference for people where they, they say, oh, right, if this is what the presentation coach says, then it must be okay <laughs> in one sense because they doubt themselves so much. And when you get that feedback, so getting good feedback does have a really important role to play so that you feel, okay, these are just limiting beliefs, actually, all these things that I think about um, they're actually not true. I am presenting better than I think because that can really undermine your confidence. Um, and everyone is unique. So I think take um, take a step forward no matter what. Believe in yourself that you can do it, that there's just a process involved, uh, but it doesn't have to be hugely scary. It's not about going from hugely anxious to being on a stage. Take the right steps for you uh, and the right process that works. Yeah. Progress is made of very small steps, isn't it? So I think just taking small steps into the uh, right direction is is very, very solid advice. Mm-hmm. And, and Serena, we've obviously heard that you provide a wide range of services. Uh, if someone's interested or if that's striking a good note with them, uh, what can they do next and how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they can um, find me on social media, LinkedIn, for instance, and connect or just reach out, send me a message or an email. And the main thing I do is my, I deliver my breakthrough virtual speaker program. And this is based on my, my five part framework. The first part being confidence, developing confidence mindset. The second one getting your tech competence, um, at a level where you can confidently engage with, uh, you know, d- delivering presentations or recording videos, these kinds of things. Um, the next one is your content. So what do you actually say, um, in your talks? And then, then the, the bulk of the training then is the presentation skills. And then the last one is, is action. So what, what action you take? Is it going to be a video, a webinar, this kind of thing? So this is the five-part framework. And I deliver that in the form of group coaching. I do some limited one-to-one as well. But it's mainly a group coaching program um, and a, creating a nice, safe space for people to explore and, and make mistakes and, and grow as speakers together. So that's that's the main thing I do. And I also deliver that as a corporate trainer as well. Excellent. Excellent. Very interesting. And you've got a a free masterclass taster coming up as well. So Thursday, 23rd of March at 1pm UK time. That's a free class to hear uh, all about how to use virtual public speaking to grow your business. So I'll pop the registration link in the show notes if anyone would like to join that session. I certainly will be tuning in. Thank you very much. Serena, it's been such pleasure. I found this so, so inspiring. Your your journey, it's so powerful and your advice is so, so welcome. And I truly hope it's resided with our listeners and helped them. But thank you so much for being uh, with me today. Thank you, Alice. It's been really lovely to chat to you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening, fellow imperfectionist. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope it has inspired you to get closer to your true purpose in life. If you have a question, thoughts on this episode or suggestions of topics or even future guests, I would love to hear from you. Visit pickingupperfection.com slash participate. You can also follow me on my socials, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even contact me via email. Links for all of this are in the show notes. See you next time.